Hey guys, Pastor Jurgen here. I'm so glad you're tuning into one of our powerful messages that is guaranteed to absolutely elevate your life to another level. At Awaken, we only want to preach fresh, real, powerful to help you grow stronger in your walk with God, develop your faith so you can take more territory. I'm praying that God blesses you and enriches your soul as you listen to this amazing word from God. God bless you. How many of you are ready to go a step further in the area of freedom? Right? Like, how many of you know, you know what, the, the truth is for me, uh, in my freedom journey, uh, I've been on this journey for 20-something years. And it's not just an event that I went through, but literally, step by step, year by year, moment by year, moment, that God has continued to lead me into greater levels of victory. So I want to encourage you that even maybe some of the things I shared tonight, maybe you've heard before, but I ask that you would listen even with a new lens because maybe God would even just highlight a different layer or a different level, a different aspect. And how many you know that freedom is absolutely available tonight? Amen. Amen. So I'm going to share from my own story and get into just an aspect of freedom for me. Uh, How many girls in in this room uh, grew up in a neighborhood where you were the only girl? Any other? All right. We all got to get together. That was me. So, so there's something very unique when you are the only girl in the neighborhood and trying to fit in with the boys. Can you girls relate to that? And, and, and what ended up happening for me is I began to feel a bit on the outside looking in. Very often feeling on the outside looking in because I'm different than the boys. I couldn't do all the things that the boys did as much as I tried to be a part of what they were doing, but I couldn't do everything. And in fact, uh, one time I was on the outside looking in. All the boys decided to ditch the girl as something that they would sometimes do. And uh, and, and, and I wasn't going to let that stop me, so I found them and they were in a backyard. So me being the, 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 the tough girl that I was, I climbed lined up on top of the fence to look and see, boys, what are you doing? And uh, as I was looking in the fence, you'd never believe the one you would think that would defend me, uh, that would love me. My brother, he had a BB gun that was the Red Rider rifle BB gun. You know from the Christmas story? You'll shoot your eye out with it. Well, apparently it shoots more than eyes. It also shoots stomachs. And uh, I was standing on the fence and my brother's like, get out of here, bang. And, and it literally hit me in the stomach and I jumped off. I know, can you believe it? Don't worry, I'm still alive, it's okay. But it, but it definitely stung in more than one way. So the boys were a bit like, kind of like, should we laugh? Should we be scared? And you know, and I did what every little girl would do. I ran to my mom and I told on my brother. And of course he got in trouble. But you know, but in that moment, what happened for me is that I felt humiliated. I, I really, ju- I tried to pretend like I was tough, but, but ulti- obviously I was hurt, not just physically, but more than that, emotionally. I, I, w- I wanted to be accepted. I wanted to fit in. And this was a message that, that went on in my life many, many times, especially in my childhood and especially the dysfunctional family. My parents divorced when my mom 
was a, a month before my mom gave birth to me, so I don't even know what it, would, what it was like to see my parents ever together. Maybe some of you can relate to that tonight. And, and so in that place, I began to buy the lies of rejection from a very young age. And buying the lies of rejection, if you will, it, it caused me uh, to be oppressed by that spirit. I came into an agreement with, with that spirit that, that robbed me of life and, and robbed me of joy. And, and it actually caused me to lean into control because that was the only way that I could feel safe while feeling rejected, if that makes sense. And so I ended up taking like, okay, well, you boys think you're tough. Well, then I'm even tougher. And then I became the ringleader of all the boys and I put the boys in check. And how many you know that sometimes your strength is your weakness? And, and, and you know, so there was leadership, obviously that was there, but it was funneled. It was funneled, come on, right? But it was funneled through some things that needed to be healed. And so I needed to be healed from that. And I held on to that until God actually came to a place to setting me free because control for me was a means of coping in life. And maybe some of you can agree with that, that you don't like control, but you've utilized control because that's the only way that you know to feel safe. But how many know that Jesus is here to set us free from all of these things and more? Come on, come on. So the title of my message tonight is Breaking Free from Rejection. And I wanna open up in a, an incredible mess, uh, message in John 10, 10, which I love, uh, which it states this. The thief does not come except to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But I've come that they may have life and they may have it more abundantly. So this is a great illustration in the word of God of two opposing kingdoms, right? So we see how the the kingdom of God operates. The kingdom of God is a kingdom of life and life more abundantly. It's a kingdom of peace. It's a kingdom of joy. One of the things I'm so grateful about Awakened Church is that it's a, it's, a, it's a house of transformation. It's a house of joy. And how many of us have experienced some transformation, joy, and fun since coming into Awakened Church? I am grateful. I am grateful for Pastors Jurgen and Leanne. I am grateful for them coming into San Diego and even beyond into you know Boise, Salt Lake City, and all the places that we're going. I'm grateful for Pastors John and Becky, who's pastored me so well in these last several years being here, and and all of the things. And that's kingdom virtues. That's ki that's kingdom life, and that's the that's the life that. And even more than that, what is the kingdom of God? The kingdom of God is a kingdom of freedom. It's a kingdom of freedom. Now, the opposite is true. We see that the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. So that gives us a description. What is the enemy's goal? The enemy's goal is, is a kingdom of control to enslave and torment you with fear, with defilement, with intimidation, with bondage, with affliction. Now, it's pretty easy to choose which kingdom do we want to be a part of, right? Control? where I'm oppressed, or freedom, where there's joy and peace, <laughs> right? It's, it's, it's pretty obvious, but the enemy, what does he do? He looks for access points, friends. He looks for, he's sneaky, and, he, and he's down to, where are those access points? So for me, 
as a little girl, that's where it came in, is rejection came hold. And so what is he, he looks for those access points so that he can manipulate you, so that he can control you, that he can you know, try to distort and instill fear on the inside of you. But how many know that Jesus is greater than the enemy? And so we don't have to put up with the cycles of defeat. And, and, and I would suspect that in the room tonight that there's probably some of us that are still uh, you know, circulating with just different areas areas that we're needing freedom from, right? There's areas of cycles of defeat that you that we want to eradicate the devil out of our world so that we can live a free and victorious life that Jesus has provided for us. Are you good with that? So we want to look at what does the spirit of rejection do? Now there's rejection and there's a spirit of rejection, but let's look at the spirit of rejection is an oppressive spirit that robs you from living life. I'll say that again, unable to trust and constantly on guard. And I'm, I just want to say that Jesus is here to set you free tonight from any spirit that may be oppressing you. If, if it's rejection, if it's fear, if it's control, if it's defiance, there's, you do not have to walk out the same way that you came in, that there has been a way through Jesus Christ for you to be set free. Can you just tell your neighbor, I'm going free, going home free tonight? Come on. So what, what, is, what is rejection? Jesus is acquainted with rejection. Did you know that? says in Isaiah 53 and verse 3, he was despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows acquainted with grief. And we hid it as it were our faces from him. He was so rejected that we couldn't even look at him. And he was despised and we did not esteem him. So Jesus himself has gone through rejection. And, and if we're really honest, can, like, is there a show of hands as someone who's never experienced rejection in their life? Like never, like please come and pray for all of us. That would be amazing, you know? So the, the truth is, is that we've all encountered different degrees of, of rejection, right? And so rejection is the feeling of being unwanted on the outside looking in. Rejection is the feeling as if I don't have the same value as someone else because I can't bring this to the table or I can't bring that to the table. So I must not be as good or as, as maybe so-and-so or you know, such and such. Uh, rejection is the inability to receive and communicate love. Maybe because you never experienced love. That was the case in my mom's life. She, her mother passed away tragically in a fire when she was five years old. And then she went through 40 different foster homes. So how many know it's very inconsistent, very tragic. And I'm so grateful for my mom that she's a fighter, that she's pushed through. But she didn't know how to say I love you. She provided, she had food on the table. She did everything that she knew how, what to do to help us, but she didn't know how to communicate love. So I get born again and my heart is just full of just like the goodness of God and, and love. And so I go to my mom and, and I say, mom, I love you. And she looked at me like, what? What did you say? Like it was just something foreign to her because it wasn't that she didn't want to love. She just didn't know how to communicate it. So through just repetitively telling my mom, mama, I love you. Mama, I, I'm so proud of you. Mom, I love you. And through the course of time, she ended up getting saved. She ended up, you know, doing just getting set free, doing all the things to where now she's the one who will end a phone call with I love you before I do. So it's just a complete exchange. So there is power in the gospel for freedom to come into our lives. 
Now, here's the other thing I, I found to be true is that rejection causes you to live very anxiously. So oftentimes we're trying to look at what's the root? Where's, where's anxiety coming from? Sometimes anxiety, uh, the, the root of it is actually rejection because now we're trying to pivot and we're always trying to figure out how does someone feel about me? What do they think? And, and we're trying to be our own PR person and, and, and you know, like, be in a, let me pivot so that they would accept me, so that they would be pleased with me. And so sometimes that can be governed by some area of rejection in our lives. So these are all just things to consider. Now in Genesis 29, we see the impact of rejection that it had on Leah. If you remember the story of Jacob, he loved Rachel and he got tricked into marrying Leah. And so the result of him being tricked is that he wasn't happy. And in actually in verse 31, it says this, when the Lord saw that Leah was unloved, she was unloved by Jacob. And that word actually means hated. So rejection is hatred. So withholding love is actually a form of hatred. And so she was hated by Jacob because of the trickery that went through. So how, can you imagine her heart, what that was like? She didn't even have any choice to begin with, right? So God opened her womb and Rachel was barren. So Leah conceived and bore a son, called him Reuben, for she said, surely, or the Lord has surely looked on my affliction. Now, therefore, my husband will love me. So she was just, what was her heart's desire? was to be loved, but she was met with hatred. She was met with rejection. And then she conceived again. And, and, because, and she says, because the, the Lord heard that I'm unloved and that I'm hated, therefore he's given me this son also. And she called his name Simon. Verse 34, and she conceived again. So this is the third time. So for him rejecting and not liking her, he sure didn't mind hooking up with her. <laughs> Just, yeah, yeah. What, what is that about? That's what I'm saying. So, so notice, notice though, I mean, you think about it. I know I lost you all on that one. <laughs> notice her statement in verse 34. She says, now this time, my husband will be attached to me. So in other words, she reduced her expectations. Rejection will cause you to say, you know what? I don't need to be loved. I just need attachment. I just need proximity. I would choose proximity over love if that just means that I get to be at least close to you. And that's where codependency comes in. That's where false intimacy comes in. And every relational dysfunction function because it comes out of that place of replacing proximity and attachment instead of love. God called us into a, his love, right? So, so these are all indicators or these are all symptoms, if you will, or what is rejection. Now, how does rejection take root? Rejection is oftentimes it's passed down the family line. Maybe some of us in this room were unexpected and, the, and our parents uh, didn't want us initially, but God saw it otherwise and you're here. But the wound of that, maybe it's the lack of love, like the way that my family was, uh, my upbringing is that I didn't have the love that, that would be normal normally expressed, and so it was a hindrance for me to really express love because until I got saved. Does that make sense? Right? All forms of abuse, whether it be physical, whether it be mental, whether it be, you know, you name it, sexual abuse, and unfortunately that runs rampant in families. Way too many children experience that. And, and all of these things bring a, a rejection around our hearts and around our lives, and, and even though there's the, you know, the, the proximity of the person, but the impact, if you will, of the abuse and what it does within the heart. 
heart, harshness or negative words spoken against you. Maybe the message that you heard growing up from a teacher, from a parent, from a, a sibling, from an aunt, from an uncle, is that you can't do anything right. Or maybe you heard a message that is saying that you are a bad boy or you're a bad girl. And those are the messages that you, you keep thinking and it doesn't matter, you're now in your 30s, you're now in your 40s, and you still have the message of I'm a bad boy, I'm a bad girl. How many you know that that's, that's something that's a root of rejection that came in that actually begins to take root in, in doing all these things? Maybe it's abandonment uh, and broken marriages. So my family, as I mentioned, you know, were, was busted up pretty early, and my dad was never around. And, and I remember being a five-year-old girl waiting for daddy to come and pick us up for a visitation. And it was the 80s, so I had my nice jacket on, 80s puffer jacket with the stripes. I don't know if anyone knows what I'm talking about. And I was waiting for daddy all day long as a five-year-old girl, and he never came. And I felt that it was my fault my daddy didn't come. It was my fault that my parents didn't work out. I was five. I wasn't 25, I was five, feeling those thoughts and, and, and making you know, rejection just being solidified in my heart through, this is really where I came into an agreement with rejection, right? Going back to how does the enemy gain access? Where we agree to his lies. So what, we, what do we wanna do tonight? We wanna break agreement with his lies. If there's any any lies of rejection that as we go through this message that you hear, it's just time to break agreement with those lies and see that God would set you free. A rejection's very common, obviously, in relational conflict, right? Relational betrayal. Maybe you had a best friend when you were a kid that rejected you. Maybe you had a disappointment in a romantic relationship, or maybe you had several, you know, disappointments in that. We all, those of us, you know, we on the road to dating till marriage, we've had obviously some rejection that took place, right? And so there, there's those areas, or maybe you've always felt like you were the last one chosen to be on anything, and, and, and you would never say anything, but those are just feelings that you're like, gosh, why is it that I'm always like the last one to know about things? And so you feel like you're on the outside looking in. Self-rejection is a massive one, massive one. You don't like who you are. You don't like your appearance. And come on, let's be real. I know that we all have an area of our body that we're asking Jesus to redeem quickly. <laughs> <laughs> right? And, you know, like, I just know there's a perfect body waiting for you in heaven. <laughs> so if you don't like it now, just hold on. <laughs> that new one's coming. But he's asking you to love the one that you got. Can you do it? <laughs> so can you just change the mindset around that area of your body that you want change and say, God, I thank you for this little love handle right here. I thank you. You know, like, whatever it may be and begin to change around that. Right? So because if you sit on that, I can't tell you how many people I've set free, well, Jesus, but through me ministering, that they've had self-hatred, that they've had self-resentment, they've had self-affliction, that they've been so critical. What is your inside voice like? How do you speak to yourself? Are you critical towards yourself? Are you negative? No one knows. It's just between you, yourself, and the Holy Ghost, but ultimately you are speaking words of like, I'm so bad. 
God, I can't do anything right. What is, those la- what is the la- internal language that you're speaking? Did you know self-rejection can also lead to autoimmune diseases? You know how I discovered that? Is that I, would, I was diagnosed with something called ITP, which is a autoimmune low platelet issue that they could not find the source of it. And I met with, with Pastor Mike Connell and he's like, Shelly, it's, it's self-rejection. And, and, when, and once I went through and just broke the spirit and went after that and got free of the spirit of rejection, I was in a, in a meeting, a church service much like this, and there was, a, there was a call for anyone who has blood conditions. And you betcha, I ran to the front row as fast as I could. I was ready. God instantly got, I got healed with absolute proof. Come on. So it's like first I dealt with the spirit and then I was in position for the healing. So if there is an area of your life physically that you're stuck in and that there's some autoimmune, no, we break that lie off of you. That's not what your label is. Your label is you're healed, you're delivered, you're set free, amen? So we we find that there's mindsets of rejection. Right, so what we see, here's the roots, but then we develop mindsets around rejection. Proverbs 23, verse seven says, as he thinks in his heart, so is he. So rejection is seen in our lives. And you know what? Maybe you're not living a rejected life. You know, like maybe you're crushing it in many areas, but maybe there's pockets of your life that you're still carrying around attitudes and mindsets that are actually demonically energized, that's binding you up to fear, that's binding you up to control, that's binding you up to defilement, binding you up to maybe even unbelief. Because the thing is, is that people struggle in the arena of believing when rejection is dominating in their hearts. So number one, we see a give up mindset. So a give up mindset is more of like, it's too late. There's nothing that can change. And, and so it just makes me feel isolated and alone. And, and you know, I was just reading in an article the other day that loneliness is the number one disease in America today because people are feeling so connected within social media, but they're also so disconnected at the same time. So then that leads a person into self-pity, feeling sorry for themselves. No one understands me. And we may even justify that, like no one gets what I'm going through. No one can you know, know what, what it's like to, to feel what I'm feeling and, and what I'm facing. There's, there's no one who would understand. So by that statement, we are isolating ourselves from community and that's exactly the effects of what rejection is wanting us to do. So then that causes us to feel helpless and in despair. And you know, if if you run it all the way through, it can cause a person to want to end their life. I had a family member who had, from the time of 18 to 55, probably three dozen suicide attempts. And thank God, none of them were successful. And it wasn't until that they were at that, that latter age that they encountered the power of Jesus Christ that set them free from the spirit of rejection, set them free from hopelessness. And they've lived over eight years of their life now flourishing with no attempts, no anything, because God God will take dominion over every spirit of rejection, every spirit of death. Amen. All right, let me go into one other quick one, which is a hard heart. A hard heart mindset is where we build a wall and say, nobody gets to hurt me again. 
right? Like it's like it's like I'm not I'm not going to allow anyone to hurt me again. And and maybe on the outside you look friendly and you 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 chat with people and you laugh with people and you joke with people, but then ultimately you you because of that wall, no one can get close. So then you just end up feeling more rejected. So that's so it's a hard mindset of I don't care. No one's ever going to hurt me again. Uh, another mindset is rebellion, and so a, re- a rebellious mindset is kind of like I'm rebelling against the rejection. This mindset causes us to feel rejected by others. Well, they're against me, so I'm going to reject them, right? Reject before being rejected. And in this place, though, we fully we we struggle to fully trust others and really trust God. So if we have trust issues with God, there may be a mindset of rebellion that's attached to rejection. So just something that we want to look at. Because at the end of the day, this causes us to want to look at, like, like, how can we retaliate against the wrong that has happened towards us? And maybe I'm the only one. When I was in junior high, uh, I was still battling this rejection mindset pretty bad. And I had some friends that were cheerleaders that were being rejected by the other school's team. So you know what this girl did? I organized a school-wide fight with all of the girls. And we had 200 girls from my school. And I had 200 girls from the other school. And we showed down. And we showed up at the basketball court. And uh, we, 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 we mad-dogged each other on the other side of the court. And we had 450 girls that went out on the streets. We kind of did this like little nod, like, okay, we're leaving the game now. We're all going to go fight. And so everyone gets up out of the stadium. They all walk out. And then we were ready to throw down. You know, the girls, we, we threw our hair up in a ponytail. We put on our chola eyebrows. We were, we were ready. We are going to go down. But then, of course, what happened? Police show up, and we all just, you know, you know, we ran as fast as we could to try to get away from the police. I escaped that night, but I really was guilty. <laughs> yeah, I just was leading in all the wrong ways. I mean, that was just, that was, that was, the, that was the issue. But the motivation behind that was rejection. I wanted to retaliate against those who had rejected my friends. So we've got to look at that when we want to get into that place to check our heart. Here's another one that maybe would go missed is that sexual sin is always rooted rejection. I don't know if you realize this, but it's, it's a way of communicating your, to your body, I don't deserve to be loved. So I'd rather position myself for failure time and time again, though I desperately want it, but it just never works out. So this cycle, it, 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 it won't be broken until we deal with the rejection, we deal with the defilement, and we ask Jesus to come into that place. So maybe there might be some of you in this room that you're like, you know what, I'm trying to live for God, but this is an area that I'm still struggling in. It may be that you have yet to deal with the rejection, which is the root, to actually set you free and live in a life that is pure, that is holy, and that is right. Amen? All right, so now the good stuff. I'm going to land this real quick. How do we get free? How do we get free? Number one, bring it to the cross. Bring it to the cross. The way out of rejection is through the great exchange that is on the cross. Think about it. Jesus was hanging on the cross and he said, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Jesus, guys, I don't know if you realize this, but he was rejected by God with our sin so that we could be accepted. 
We could be accepted because he was rejected. So Jesus took on our rejection so that we can walk in his freedom, that we can walk in his life. That is powerful. The Bible says that Jesus, what is it that his reproach has broken my heart? Psalm 69 says. So Jesus died. If you, Historians say he died of a broken heart. And what was the broken heart is that he was rejected by the Father, something we've never experienced. None of us, none of us has experienced rejection by the Father. I don't care how bad your life was, whenever it was, but you'd never been rejected by God. Jesus was so that you would be fully and forever accepted by him. So what do we do in any of these areas? We, we repent of our agreement with rejection. We, re, we repent of uh, any of the areas where we've, we've just come into an agreement with that. We, we draw a line in the sand and say enough's enough and we expect that freedom would come. Freedom would come. I love, there's a, a passage out of Ephesians verse one, or chapter one, verse six, and it says that he, by which he made us accepted in the beloved. Do you know that word accepted literally means highly favored? So friends, you are not just accepted, which is a beautiful thing, but God looks at you and he calls you highly favored by him. You are a highly favored son and daughter. You are a highly favored special treasure before the Lord that he he loves you. You're so highly favored that he's looking at you, sons and daughters, and he's saying, I don't want you to be afflicted by rejection. I don't want you to be afflicted by fear. I don't want you to be afflicted by any of these things, but I want you to live in victory. I want you to live in life. I want you to live in the acceptance that I have provided for you. So when we think about it tonight, how many of us would say there's, a, there's, there's an area or there's a pocket of rejection that's plagued us? There's, a, there's an area or, or a pocket of fear, of shame, of control, of some sort of defilement, or I'm just living in this cycle where it's like I can't get the victory, and, I, and I, I'm pretty sure that it's some kind of demonic presence that's wrecking havoc. I don't know what it is, but I know that I need freedom. How many in this room tonight would say, Say, that's me. I need more freedom. Would you just take another step and just, just stand to your feet, just right where you're at, whether is it rejection, is it fear, is it uh, control, is it any of the things that maybe were even discussed in, in, in our Bayho Freedom message or, or Pastor Becky's message on Sunday? There's so many, I mean, all of us in this room. All of us in this room. So this is what we're going to do. We're going to open up the altar in just a moment. I'm going to invite the ministry team to come forward. Now I'm going to lead us in a corporate prayer. I'm going to invite the, the, the music team to come. And I want us to sing a song. We're going to pray and we're going to sing every victory. And we're going to believe that as we proclaim these words, that every victory, and, and you may personalize it, what is it you're believing for victory for? And being very specific, and when you come forward in the altar, I want you to expect, one, I just want you to give one word to the minister. I don't want you to give a big, long discourse, but let's let this, this is a power encounter. Just say, this is rejection. This is fear. This is control. Just one word and allow the ministers, the minister to you. Ministers, go ahead and come forward. And, and, and everyone in this room, I think all of us can be included here. Let's pray this prayer. And then our worship team is gonna uh, usher us into the song, Every Victory. While you're waiting, while you're waiting for ministry, friends, what I want you to do is I want you to sing this song. I want you to declare this over your soul and ministers we're going to be here as long as we need to be not every no one has to leave we will minister to everyone so with me on three say father, father. I, repent I repent 
for any bitterness, resentment, hatred, rebellion that I've held on to. I forgive all who have rejected me, who have hurt me, who have failed to show me love in Jesus' name. I believe that I am accepted. I am highly favored. I am your special treasure. You really love me. You want me. Thank you for being my father. Father, I bring all rejection, fear, bitterness, control, defilement to the cross right now. I break my agreement with every spirit of fear, rejection, control, and I command you to get out of my life right now in Jesus' name. Now, let's just say it like we really mean it. Say, get out of my life in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Come on, let me just pray for you real quick. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for your sons and daughters. I thank you that you are here to set the captives free. I command spirits of fear to loose your hold right now in the name of Jesus. I command spirits of rejection to loose your hold right now in the name of Jesus. Spirits of intimidation, loose your hold right now in Jesus' name. We break every spirit of control off of these people, your sons and daughters' lives right Right now in the name of Jesus, we declare freedom, we declare liberty in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. And everybody says, Wow, what an amazing word. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Hey, listen, for more information about our church, go to www.awakenchurch.com or subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't already and download our app. It is amazing. It is chock full of incredible messages, information about upcoming events, and you can even support our ministry if you feel so inclined. We loved having you with us today. We look forward to seeing you again. God bless you. Live a life that is transformative. Bye for now.